Hello, Duck fans! Welcome to a Thursday edition of the show. I always start out by thanking those frontline workers out there that are keeping the hospitals and healthcare facilities open, taking care of the sick and dying. Really appreciate you. Also, those of you that are keeping the economy going by stocking the shelves and manning the cash registers and taking care of the rest of us who are stuck at home, thank you very much. And also, thank you. To the good listeners who tune in every day, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me talk about the Oregon Ducks. Today we're going to be kicking it off with James Voss of jamesvoss.net, and we're going to be discussing the wide receiver position groups and breaking them down. And then down the stretch, we're going to continue with the wide receivers groups. There's a lot of them on, the, on this list, and we're going to try to get to them all. Tomorrow we'll be joined by James again, and we'll be reviewing the position groups, doing tight ends. So check out jamesvoss.net. That should be up with the tight ends position. And if you haven't already, check out the wide receivers position to back up what we're talking about today. And then Monday, we're going to be starting off the week with McCormick Mondays, talking about the U of O's desire to go to in-class uh, on-campus sessions in the fall and how that's going to impact the sports world and what that means for collegiate athletics and collegiate academics uh, nationwide and especially here on the West Coast. Now, let's go ahead and switch it on. You have too much to give to stay silent. That's what he said. That's what he believed. That's what he lived. The American in front, almost a cult in the United States. He's a sort of athletic beetle. It's official, Oregon is going to be in the BCS championship game. Welcome to Locked on Ducks, your daily source for info, updates, and analysis on your Oregon Ducks football and basketball. My name is Jordan Long, I'm your host, and you can always find me on Twitter at TheDustOffGuy, and you can always find the show on Twitter at Locked on Ducks, and if Twitter is your thing, go ahead and send in questions and comments with the hashtags AskLodPod, that's hashtag AskLODPOD. We do have a listener spotlight where I love to talk about show reviews, input, suggestions, questions, and get them answered, so go ahead and do that. If Twitter's not your thing, go ahead and follow the Facebook page Locked on Ducks. And if you get a chance, or please do, uh, click subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, leave five out of five stars review. If you don't think I deserve five stars, please leave five anyway. And let me know in a show review how to fix things, and, and I'll, I'll make sure it happens for you. We did pick up one more five out of five stars review yesterday. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Working for that goal of 25. The sooner we get to 25, the sooner you're going to hear yours truly. Uh, muddle his way through the Oregon Ducks fight song. This show in the month of May is brought to you by Built Bar. Check them out at builtbar.com and get $10 off your first box with the promo code locked on. Now, on to the action. We're joined by James Voss from jamesvoss.net, and uh, you can check him out on Twitter at Who's the Voss, and he's a contributor to Ots and Zoo and Blazer's Edge as well. How you doing, James? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. It's good to have you back. Really excited to be talking about this position group coming up uh, in the 2020 season. Really looking forward to some football. Uh, on Monday's show, I'm going to be talking a bit about whether or not we're going to have football in the fall. But for now, let's go ahead and, and assume we are and talk about the wide receivers positions. I think we have to kick it off with Johnny Johnson III, right? JJ3, uh, six foot, 199 pounds from Chandler High School in Arizona. He was a three-star composite recruit, but, man, the tail of the tape out of high school is a, an aggressive nose-down 
you know, guy running through tacklers, laying out for the catch. He had a varied route tree for a high schooler, was really pleased to see that, and I think he showed that development here at Oregon. He has good deep speed and exceptional athleticism, and he did have offers from UNLV, Michigan State. Signed with us in 2017, enrolling uh, in July, and here at Oregon, he's good out in the open. His route running is excellent. He has the moves to make people miss. Uh, again, confirming that high school tape that I watched. And he's physical and hard to bring down. Really like that. Good ball tracking st- skills. Great hands. Uh, I've, I've, you know, dragging three tacklers into the end zone from the 10-yard line. That kind of stuff. I love to watch that. And uh, gets open when the when the pocket breaks down. Really like that. He did have modest freshman and sophomore performances. Did play in all 26 games. 38 receptions, 514 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, a career year last year as a junior, though, 14 games, 57 receptions, 836 yards, and seven touchdowns. Averages over 14 yards per carry, which is doggone impressive, with the longest uh, reception of 73 yards. In fact, Mike Kelly from Fishduck compares him to Devontae Adams. Similar skill set and athleticism, good at the tough catches, started early in his career, so he's experienced with good hands and great at the high point. Yeah, Johnny has grown so much over the course of his career in Eugene. And I definitely think, like, since he started so early, because Oregon was so thin at wide receiver, right when he came in, he had the opportunity to probably play when he may not have otherwise in another situation, had there been uh, more weight in the depth chart there at the wide receiver position. But his the leap that he took in between his sophomore season and last year is incredible simply because the entire Oregon roster was riddled with drop passes uh, in the 2018 season. And for Johnny to have stepped up, become the leader that he was meant to be, especially now junior and senior seasons this upcoming year, like he demanded better of himself, which I feel like elevated the entire wide receiver position group. He caught a ton of balls that you wouldn't have imagined that he'd be able to catch the Mm -hmm. year before. And he like you you mentioned how strong he is, how how hard he is to take down. And I think he's continu- he came in looking pretty beefy, looking pretty big and imposing. Uh, and he's finally it feels like he finally realized how he could use it the best to to the best of his ability by bowling over people once he had the ball. And yes, there were a couple times where uh, he was wide open in some big passes last year. But I think to your point, a testament to his route running ability, a testament to uh, the, those early uh, fakes uh, within five to ten yards of the line of scrimmage that just sets cornerbacks on their back foot. That's what makes him wide open. Uh, and he was in great rhythm with Justin, and I imagine that he'll be in great rhythm with uh, Tyler Shuck. They're both from Chandler, Arizona. They didn't mm-hmm. go to the same high school, but Johnny has been an advocate for Tyler uh, simply because of their uh, kindred spirits from Chandler. So it, it, so excited to see what Johnny does this year. You know, it's a lot of exciting uh, receivers. Next up, I want to talk about Micah Pittman, uh, sophomore, 5'11", 198 pounds. He's from Tampa, Florida, but like, like we talked about, uh, Calabasas High School, uh, uh, a four-star, 24-7 composite recruit. Uh, he was a consensus top three wide receiver uh, coming out of his state that year. 
over three-year career in high school, he had 177 receptions, over 3,100 yards, and 32 touchdowns, which is a great high school record. The tail of the tape is just this guy's fast, knows how to plant his feet and change directions across the field. He has a good jump getting to the high point, you know, uh, climbing the mountain and bringing it down, as they say. He knows how to get open, lays out for catches, and can make multiple types of catches. He did have offers from USC, Colorado, Oregon State, uh, Boston College, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Alabama, Florida, tons of offers, and ended up committing to Oregon. Really lucky to have this guy. He enrolled in April of last year. He did miss his first four games due to a right shoulder injury that he got during fall camp and uh, missed six weeks later in the season due to a broken arm. Now, in the seven games he played, he had 18 receptions for 227 yards, two touchdowns, 12, 12, over 12 and a half yards per carry, which is good. Uh, really solid route running, improved precision out uh, from when he was in high school, and he's still very fast. If he can stay healthy going forward, he's going to develop even more, and his contributions are going to be huge. Absolutely. I think definitely coming into last year, he was probably the most exciting new addition, along probably alongside Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, the, the most exciting that uh, all the fans got a chance to see him uh, in uh, the public spring game uh, that he had, the summer practice where he laid out for it uh, and caught the ball. And he was the exciting like highlight reel catches. And I'm sure we're going to see a ton more from him. It was unfortunate that he was riddled with a couple of injuries along the way uh, during his freshman year. But I know that he's going to come in and become one of the most explosive game-breaking receivers on this roster. His older brother played at USC, uh, just got drafted. Their father played in the NFL. He comes from a lineage of hardworking wide receivers, and like I like he is he had that game he had the coming out party against Washington uh, where he pointed and and got a little fired up and kind of realized what that rivalry uh, is right. about what or what Oregon's about and uh, uh, he he is in incredible patience uh when coming out of screen passes and if joe moorhead wants to use a couple more of those i, I know that was big in the helfrich chip kelly era and it kind of died out when we weren't really executing them well but we're improving a lot with our blockers in our wide receiver group uh, as i'm sure we'll get to talk to talk about later but he has incredible patience in his yards after catch and uh like just very intelligent for a young guy. He doesn't seem to be out of his element and, and, and too antsy. So that's really exciting to see, and I can't wait to see all the different uh, ways he finds the end zone. We're going to be back in a moment, and coming up next, we're going to be talking about Devon Williams and Jalen Red. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. Now, this thing tastes like a candy bar, but... Uh, it has protein, very healthy, low calorie. And in fact, like I mentioned, I'm doing my part for COVID-19 by not going to the gym for the foreseeable future. I do keep a box in the studio and eat it during show prep because I tend to overdo. You see, when I'm preparing for a show, I forget to eat. And with Bilt Bar, I can just have one and it's satiating, satisfying and delicious. And I wind up not overeating by the time I drop the show and get back to uh, the household. They do have 16 flavors. Eight chocolate flavors with nuts, eight chocolate flavors without nuts. They do have two separate facilities to prevent cross-contamination if you do have a nut allergy. Today I had the toffee almond. Tastes like a buttery candy bar with bits of soft toffee in it. It was really delicious. Now remember, every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. This particular one had 160 calories, 18 grams of protein, and 7 grams of sugar. I mean, if you look at a glass of milk, 
it has six grams of sugar. So these things are really on the on the cutting edge of health and protein, and they're delicious. Check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built, and go to the builtbar.com website and use the promo code locked on, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Jordan Long, and I'm here with James Voss from jamesvoss.net. Go ahead and step over and check out his blog and follow up by looking at the tight ends group, which we're going to be talking about tomorrow. But before we get to that, we have to move on with these tier one wide receivers. Now, next up is Jalen Red, a senior, 5'8", 180 pounds, four-star composite coming out of high school. Uh, he did go to Rancho Cucamonga down there in Carson, California, played wide receiver, running back, cornerback, and was a kick returner in high school. He actually had multiple offers, including Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Michigan. Receives handoffs, great athleticism, and this is his high school tape. Great juking ability, shifty, fast, fast, fast. I love seeing this kind of speed on our roster. He's outrunning guys and appears to have you know, more kick returns for touchdowns in high school. I love this. He, 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 as a receiver, he catches well, runs routes well, weaves through the middle. It loves to love him on the shallow crossers, hurdling guys. I mean, his athleticism is, is crazy good. Now he started as a slot receiver and running back for Oregon. And last year when Dylan Mitchell was drafted in the seventh round by the Vikings, and in fact, if you step over to Locked On Vikings, we talk a little bit about Dylan Mitchell uh, on Tuesday. But uh, Red filled in for him and did it really well. Since taking over in the slot in 2018, he's had 88 receptions for almost 900 yards and 12 touchdowns, averaging over 10 yards per carry. And last year, he also ran for 10 yards with two touchdowns on six carries. Against USC, showed his usefulness catching out in the flats as well as the elusiveness in avoiding tackles and short and goal situation. Sat out the Rose Bowl due to personal reasons. Uh, whatever that was, he's back. He's he's ready to play. Uh, Micah Pittman got the start, but he's back and ready for spring practice or whatever spring practice we're going to have. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Jalen out of the slot is a absolute Swiss Army knife. He's been a touchdown machine like you read about about uh charles nelson and d'anthony thomas and taj griffin he, he's he he echoes that kind of performance and that kind of speed and even though he's been the most productive most consistent most reliable receiver over the past two years like just in general when especially when there was a lull where where pretty much uh, Dylan Mitchell was thought to be the only wide receiver on this team, especially two years ago, uh, he still somehow falls under the radar, and uh, teams seem to overlook him while they're focusing on Johnny <laughs> Johnson and Jawan Johnson, uh, and he found his way into the end zone a ton last year, and I imagine that he's going to keep finding his way into the end zone, and you mentioned uh, his, his mysterious absence from the Rose Bowl, and all signs point to... Uh, the fact that whatever that was, it's been resolved. And I trust Mario Cristobal's judgment more than pretty much anybody else on this planet. So uh, I imagine that uh, all signs point to Jalen Red is ready to go. And I can't wait to see him move. Yeah, this this tier one receivers just just have me giddy for football to start. Next up is Devon Williams, a sophomore 6'5", a tall dude, still has some filling out to do as a sophomore 6'5", 200 pounds from Lancaster, California. Uh, a highly rated four-star recruit. He was a .9791, and this is a composite ranking. Now, .98 is a five-star threshold. So he's a doggone near five-star recruit coming out of Antelope Valley High School. 
Rivals top-ranked athlete in the country in 2018. He played quarterback, wide receiver, and defense. As a quarterback, he had almost 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns with four interceptions. In his senior year in receiving, he caught 71 passes for almost 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns. And on defense, had six interceptions, including a pick six and 67 tackles. This is insane high school production. The the I, I just can't say enough about it, his high school highlights. Just get it, the way he gets open, high point catching, got the toe swag, uh, hurdles guys, playing through to the whistle. I love the way he finishes, that tenacity, that toughness really is important. And as a defender, he read the quarterback really well, which means he understands offenses, he understands the playbook, and understands how to read defenses as well. He did have offers from Nebraska, Notre Dame, Cal, Oregon State, UCLA, Florida State. Played his freshman year at USC and then transferred to Oregon last September. While he was at USC, he played in 12 games, but only really active in two of them. Against OSU, he had three receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. And against Notre Dame, uh, he was a punt. He returned a punt for a, for a touchdown. He had redshirt status during his first year here and enters this season as a sophomore. I think his length makes him a natural backup for Addison. We can talk about that in a minute. But the way he can stretch the field, he's useful at both sides. Yeah, and you you point out right there at the end uh, his like where he'll be on the depth chart is really interesting. Even if he isn't listed as number one on the depth chart, it's unreal to think that he won't be on every single opponent's uh, scouting, like, like their, their scouting report and what, what to watch out for, uh, especially at that size, six, five, two Oh nine. He is a little lanky, uh, but he's like going to be that guy that you have to always account for whenever he's on the field at that outside receiver position. And, uh, he's been a big playmaker in practice. And a lot of people have been really excited about that, uh, excited about that playmaking ability that he's been making on the scout team over the course of his last year, his redshirt year. Um, but it's also uh, you, you. I meant you mentioned Brian Addison and the way that those two might either share time or Brian might start in front of him because he had that playing experience within the Oregon offense. And maybe mm-hmm. Devin Williams falls uh, uh, in front of him as the year progresses, depending on how big of a threat they can both be in the offensive side of the ball. Um, but it's it's unreal to think that uh, this guy who is highly sought after recruit transfer from USC. Uh, kind of committed to Oregon State, didn't commit to Oregon State. Mm. Yes, they're recruiting Twitter. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Uh, but either way, he's a duck. And so it's it's going to be really interesting to see how that balances between, between him and Addison based on how well Devin Williams shows out in his first year as a duck. It's especially going to play an important role this year because of the COVID-19 abridged offseason. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, but uh, speaking of Brian Addison, I want to talk about him next. 6'5", 195 pounds, or 190 pounds, excuse me. Again, someone who's got some filling out to do, but is very lengthy, very tall. Four-star, 24-7 sports composite recruit from Junipero High School in Gardena, California. Now, as a high school senior, he had 46 receptions for 582 yards, nine touchdowns. He also played safety, having 44 tackles and five interceptions. He was rated the number one recruit out of California and was rated higher only by Panay Sewell in that class. Awesome to have both of these guys on, on, on the Oregon squad now. Watching his highlight tape, man, huge length, making one-handed catches, really solid footwork, uh, just, again, hurdling other players. I love these I love these highlight reels where you see the one guy 
on a high school squad who just looks like a man among boys where he's like jumping over other people and like running through them. And I love the two way players too. I think it demonstrates extremely good vision and, and experience and the smarts to be able to understand both sides of the ball lends itself really well to understanding a a, a playbook like Oregon's. He did have offers from USC, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Washington, Ohio state, uh, Michigan. He, he committed to UCLA before decommitting and came to the University of Oregon in July of 2018. In his freshman year, he caught one pass for 12 yards against PSU, my alma mater. That's Portland State University, for those of you who think I might have gone to Penn in 2018. And then was suspended for, quote, violating team policy, unquote. Since then, he's been stellar and a top performer. He bulked up 10 pounds since his first year. And as a redshirt freshman last season, played 14 games had 18 receptions for 203 yards and a touchdown. Very effective on first downs, which I love. And he, he watching his, his highlight reel from last year, watching the tail of the tape, he catches through contact, has really sure hands, and is athletic enough to slip tackles. Stays upright really well for his height, so he's clearly very strong for that 190 pounds. In fact, draft scouts have him estimated as a 4-5-40 time, and that's pretty good for how tall he is. Yeah, in terms of length and athleticism, I was reminded, and I wrote in my piece, I was reminded a lot of Lavoisier Tuane, uh, just from Oregon experience, and especially if he can continue to get bigger across his career. One thing I really know, and especially because there are so many options at wide receiver to throw to, and Herbert, for better or for worse, may have locked on to a couple of them. Brian Addison mm-hmm. wasn't a primary target, but my favorite thing to do is to watch Brian Addison without the ball, and his off ball blocking or even lead blocking uh especially in that washington game he is an incredible blocker and he sticks with it uh uh, he doesn't commit a lot of penalties while doing it and he's fast and like you mentioned he got offered uh by nebraska which if there was one really great thing scott frost did in his time at oregon it was instill an incredible like culture of blocking at the wide receiver position no block no rock and mm, in terms of mm-hmm. in terms of the way that Brian Addison blocks, he better be getting a lot of rock this year because he is an incredibly committed blocker, and I'm excited to continue to see him do that and then watch other guys block for him once he does get, end up getting the ball a little more this year. And that's such a huge part of Oregon Oregon's game, too, is having wide receivers that have the size and the strength and the athleticism to be able to provide that blocking in, in the screens, uh, in the screen game. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about Daywood Davis and Josh Delgado. I do want to say this. You can step over to jamesvoss.net and find out why we're doing these in three different tiers. I think that's really important. Read, go ahead and check him out and read this piece on wide receivers at jamesvoss.net. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks. My name is Jordan Long, your host, and I'm here with James Voss. But before we get to our next couple of wide receivers in this second tier, I do want to say that you can check in with the other great Locked On podcasts like Locked On Blazers with Mike Richmond. You know, they still bring you daily news and info, even though the NBA is in hiatus. Or maybe you have another favorite professional team or you want to get a sneak peek of some of the other college teams. So do please check out the Locked On Network. It's your daily source for information and updates on your team every day so we're going back to these tier two wide receivers and daywood davis right a, an x receiver a split end on the outside uh, uh, six foot two 186 pounds three-star composite from deerfield beach high school in hollywood he had offers from 20 schools 
including Miami, Florida State, and Utah. He enrolled at the University of Oregon in 2017 and uh, redshirted and moved to cornerback last season. Mm-hmm. So this is a two-way player, and we've, we're seeing this a lot, especially with these really talented and athletic high school players. And I, I, I don't want to say too much about your article. I want to let you go ahead and speak on this transition from cornerback. Yeah, I mean, last year, at the beginning of the year especially, uh, it was kind of up in the air of whether where the team needed Daywood to play, and he was willing to step in wherever wherever that was, and that was on the defensive side of the ball, and that was playing cornerback. He found his way back to receiver in different parts of last year and then back to cornerback uh, and playing special teams all throughout. You see him constantly down making the tackles on the kickoff or the punt return. Uh, he uh, just absolute team guy and really seriously like one of the fastest guys in Eugene on this roster, probably one of the fastest guys in, that is not on the track and field team uh, <laughs> right. in, in the whole city. Constantly, I'm relating these guys, these current guys to past Oregon Ducks. But mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned that he he reminds me a lot of Jameer Holland in terms of pure athleticism uh, and and very much like where he could shock a lot of people maybe maybe in some kickoff returns maybe in some mm-hmm. uh giant vertical routes uh, some some big exciting game breaking plays don't be surprised if they would make a couple plays like that and another another exciting player Josh Delgado uh sophomore 5'11 185 pounds from Carson California he was a four-star composite recruit he actually came out of the IMG Academy in Florida which is a state-of-the-art training facility for athletics mm-hmm. and education I I, I love this like you're so dedicated to your craft that you attend an academy that like, you know, an athletics farm that produces athletes. I love it. And in high school, you had 22 receptions, 326 yards and five touchdowns. Now, NFLDraftScout.com had him in the four fours again, very fast, but he isn't quite so tall as the other ones. So this is a good speed. If he's a four, four, that's another fast guy. Love all the speed on, on the receiving. end. by the way, and in high school, the tale of the tape is that he kind of flew under the radar because he's so quick, athletic, and explosive, really a deep threat using his speed and moves, but quick enough to be effective in jet motion. He did have offers from Purdue, Colorado, UCLA, USC, Washington, Arkansas. He signed with us in uh, December of 2018, enrolled in January of last year, played in 13 games last season, getting 11 receptions for 147 yards. So I think we're looking... F- forward to an explosion of talent from this guy when he gets more if and when he can get more snaps absolutely and i think if maybe you were a duck fan who wasn't paying super close attention especially in some of the garbage time situations last year josh delgado is going to be the newest big contributing name that you see with among these receivers uh he very much will surprise you, I think, in terms of uh, some of the flashes of brilliance we saw, uh, even in the ways that he was connecting. He was on Shuck's team in the 2019 spring game, uh, and he really shocked me in some of the ways that he was going up and getting the ball and the ways that him and Shuck were really in step with each other. So that's really encouraging. If, if you can have this guy who's been playing in the on the second team alongside Shuck for a year, two mm-hmm. years, um, they, they already kind of have that rhythm and they have that, chemistry that's exciting that, that maybe like in t- in different times in uh different situations shuck might lean on him especially in like short yardage uh, or like streaks or not streaks uh slant passes or whatnot uh kind of reminds me of eric decker a little bit mm-hmm. uh, t- especially you mentioned that he's not 
necessarily the tallest receiver out there, but he's he's definitely has that speed. He's a little more compact, uh, and he is getting stronger. He he looks mm-hmm. like he's getting stronger uh, just in some of the pictures that I saw from few spring practices that we saw. Well, when you when you stretch the field with the kind of speed that uh, Josh brings to the field, you can really make opportunities happen for other players. I mean, the the defense is going to get confused and have to make decisions, and somebody's going to get that ball, and it's going to be a lot of opportunities for Shuck to to uh, gain the first down and score. Really excited about about this, and I do want to move on to our third tier receivers and. Uh, uh, you know, go on and check out jamesvoss.net to find out uh, what these tiered levels are. Uh, but uh, the third tier receivers, and I want to take some time here. I don't want to rush through it. So if we don't get through all of them, you can definitely tune in on tomorrow's show where we were going to talk about tight ends. But uh, we will talk about, we will give due diligence to every one of these uh, fellas. So Isaac Crocker, right? Sophomore, 6'1", 175 pounds from Sacramento. He was a four-star recruit out of Endercombe High School. And in high school, he had 60 receptions for over 1,600 yards and 25 touchdowns. And as a senior, he rushed for 218 yards off 17 carries and had four touchdowns and played defense, had 11 interceptions, 67 tackles, and two kickoffs returned for a touchdown. So this is just one of those super dynamic uh, plays on special teams, defense, and offense players, super athletic. In high school, I, I saw him as someone who was very shifty and quick and had the speed to create separation. In fact, once he gets in the open, I, if you watch this guy, he has a whole another gear that he just changes into. Uh, like we talked about, kick returns for touchdowns, really able to make people miss with his feet. He had offers from Notre Dame, Alabama, and Arizona, among others. He ended up committing to the University of Oregon in January of last uh, 2018 and signed in February and rolling that summer. Uh, he sat out his first year as a redshirt freshman and, you know, is he's going to be competing, right, with uh, Lance Wilhoyt, who we're going to be talking about in a minute, as a backup uh, JJ3. Yeah, I mean, he's been grinding a lot on the... Uh scout team and in terms of compared to Lance Wilhoyd or even J.R. Waters he hasn't faced uh the injury problems that either of those two have so he's had a lot more time than either of them uh to be really grinding and standing out on the scout team uh in terms of what I've read and what I've heard uh from either Rob Mosley practice squad whatnot uh it indicates that he may be the third op the third deep at uh, right behind uh, Brian Addison and Devin Williams. We mentioned how those guys are kind of clumped together. Uh, Isaac Crocker may be <laughs> slowly becoming that third string in that option where uh, we see Addison and Williams really like crump together. Absolutely. You know, we are running out of time and I really wanted to get through this third tier, but we're going to have to wrap it up, James. Uh, I'm really excited for people to go on and check out your blog so they can see what we're talking about with these tiers. You see tomorrow, we're going to go ahead and finish tier three and talk about the high school guys. Like I said, we got to do due diligence on every one of them. I don't want to just rush through it. We got to know our guys, right? And yeah, then, uh, and then, if we have time, we'll get to the tight ends. Uh, heads up to the listeners: we may be doing tight ends next Thursday instead of tomorrow. It just depends on uh, how much time it takes to go through these uh, receiving re- receivers. So please tune in for that. Really appreciate you tuning in today. So this has been Locked On Ducks with James Voss of JamesVoss.net, contributor to Autzen Zoo and Blazers Edge. 
Uh, why don't you tell them where they can find you on social media, James? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Who's the Boss on Twitter, W H O S T H E V O S. Uh, that's usually where most of my stuff gets sent out and other stupid tweets about movies and whatnot uh, will be there too. So give me a follow there. I'd really appreciate that. Awesome. Really good stuff and love having the contributions and the opportunity to break down our position groups here on Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Jordan Long. You can always find me on Twitter at the Dustoff Guy. You can follow the show, Locked on Ducks, on Twitter at Locked on Ducks. And remember, we're your daily source for info, updates, and analysis on football and basketball. I do promise to get to basketball at some point. There's just a lot of football stuff going on right now. What do you think of uh, what do you think of these position groups? You know, we can. I, I want to get some feedback from the the listeners out there about you know depth chart and of course tomorrow when we're done wrapping up the different uh, tiers of receivers, we can we're going to predict a depth chart. And so I want, definitely want to get your feedback on that. Get those questions in for uh, for James. You know, go ahead and read his blog about the wide receivers and the tight ends and get in some questions so we can uh, address those during our listener spotlight. Just do it on Twitter uh, with the hashtags AskLodPod. That's hashtags AskLodPod. And you can go to our Facebook page, Locked on Ducks. And you can always email me, LockedOnDucks at gmail.com. Don't forget to click, subscribe, or follow on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And that's the best way to get the latest content. Once you subscribe, uh, when you wake up in the morning, the show's going to be there ready for you to listen to at your convenience. If you get a chance on Apple Podcasts, please leave five out of five stars review. If you don't think I deserve five stars, go ahead and leave five anyway. And let me know what was preventing you from doing it in the first place in a show review, and I'll go ahead and fix it for you. As soon as I get to 25 five out of five stars review, I'm going to go ahead and sing the Oregon Ducks fight song. Uh, on air, which is going to be super embarrassing. Yeah, right? I'm just trying to incentivize the listeners to uh, go ahead and support the show with five out of five stars review. That's it for Locked on Ducks. Go ahead and tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of your favorite team, besides Oregon Ducks, by saying, hey, she who shall not be named, play podcast Locked on Blazers or whatever your favorite team happens to be. Have a great day. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay socially distanced. And remember to, above all, be happy and have a good time during these crazy times. Thank you. Love y'all. And go Ducks.